0: Today, I have the pleasure of having author Nicole Falls joining me. I'm going to give her an opportunity to give a little bit about herself, a little bit about what she writes, um, where she's from, who she be with, things that make her smile, what numbers to dial, all that good (laughs) stuff. Um,
1: (laughs) You really make me sick. to
0: introduce this thing, and uh, yeah, so let's hear it, Nicole Falls.
1: All right, well, I am Nicole Falls, I guess. Um, some people call me that. Um, gosh, this is really daunting because I, I'm not very good at describing myself, um, but I write contemporary romance, contemporary Black romance, I want to be clear about that. <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, I don't I don't know what to say, bro. Like I am probably the worst person to ask to like give five facts about themselves or whatever. Because I always forget who I am and what I do. <laughs> so i just be like, my name is Nicole and I like the color pink. Okay.
0: <laughs> okay, well, you know what? Honestly, the, the purpose of this is for it to feel like a conversation, for it to feel like something different. So we ain't even got to do all of that. We can just jump right into it um so we'll we'll we'll, we'll start with a first question so the internet and social media all of that there's advice everywhere it's full of it anytime you live you follow writers on twitter or wherever else when you log on you're going to see some sort of advice best practices, somebody telling you what looks right, what doesn't, whatever, whatever. What is a common suggestion that you've seen that really does work? Like for you and your experience, what is something that you see touted as a best practice or this, you know, cliche advice
1: that really does do it for you? So surprisingly, it's the write everyday thing. I used to be so against that shit. Um, Mm -hmm. I I think I'm on record actually on uh, Al Gore's internet as saying that you don't need to write every day in order to be a great writer. And I still believe that in some ways. However, for me personally at this juncture in my career um, and progressively as I move forward, I think that... Um, Daily practice of writing, and it's not always just writing fiction, it's always just sort of getting my thoughts together about a particular subject matter, or I don't know, it could be something as stupid as me ranting about an episode of Little Fires Everywhere, but um, constantly using words is something that uh, is helpful for me. so that I'm not in a place where I'm doing a podcast episode and I keep saying, um, 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 it keeps my brain <laughs> going. Uh, it keeps me sharp, it keeps me focused. It helps me be able to um, better adequately communicate uh, with anybody at any time uh, for any reason. So I think the whole right everyday thing, it, there might be something to it.
0: <laughs> okay, and so alternatively, what is a piece of advice that you wish would like die out of fire?
1: Um, pretty much any rules of grammar and or English language that refer to, um, I don't know, like the Oxford Dictionary way of doing things. <laughs> I think that we have a pretty uh, wide open space when it comes to words and how we play with them a bit. And I'm a huge fan of being able to actually, I don't know, dude, like not always (laughs) use conventional uh, sentence structure. Like I like to play around with spellings a lot. I'm very into using like phonetics and onomatopoeia and shit like that. And so I think that allowing yourself to stay confined to too rigid uh, restrictions when it comes to like actual, Uh, construction of sentences and things like that. It just, it waters down a lot of it, particularly when you're talking about work um, that highlights or that is about a particular um, subsection of our great United States, um, because there's just some shit that we say and how we act and how we speak as Black people, that does not always fall into proper conventions. And I think that we're doing ourselves a disservice and honestly, our answer is a disservice when we want to um, eschew those things, right? Instead of saying, girl, I be da-da-da-da-da, you know, just, girl, I am. Like, it just <laughs> doesn't sound right. I was, um, and I'm about to brag on myself a little bit. No, but no. I was talking to um, a woman who, She's like the producer of this podcast that I had guested on. And she said to me, it is something I really sticks to heart. She said to me that you, you have a really good ear for dialogue. She said, when I'm reading your work, like I can hear these actual conversations happening and they don't sound foreign or weird or forced or whatever. And I think a large part of that is because I don't let myself get confined by being sure that I am using all of the proper grammatical whatevers um, as I write people talking because we don't always speak properly and I got way too many degrees <laughs> and I'll be saying some shit that just don't actually make sense. But the the intent behind what I'm saying is always conveyed. So um, yeah, I think a lot of the grammar convention and things like that, uh, we can loosen the reins on them a bit.
0: Okay. Okay. So you mentioned how someone complimented you on, you know, on on that ear for dialogue, how you're able to write conversations that feel like real conversations. And that kind of leads into my next question of, do you feel like your voice as a writer has a specific rhythm, like certain themes or elements that are always present in your work that make it very uniquely yours? And I feel like that like that that's one of those things. I absolutely agree with her. I'm, you know, I won't front like I'm not also a fan. Um, but I absolutely agree with her about that. But do you have other things that are very uniquely Nicole Falls type things that occur in your work?
1: I like to think so. I mean, I joke a lot in real life, and so I think my humor is something um, that definitely shines through in each of my projects, even projects that are not necessarily um, filled with subject matter that is as uh, lighthearted or fun or whatever, I still manage to get these jokes off. Um, another thing that I think is a, a, a huge hallmark of my writing is the introduction of like cultural touchstones or um, inside jokes or just, I almost just said that wrong, black people stuff. <laughs> that other people can read and they can infer what it's about. But if you are a Black person, you get a, the deeper meaning behind the inclusion of said things. Um, yeah, I think those are basically it.
0: So since I am very apparently big into these segues and you just talked about how your work um kind of has those nuances that we, meaning Black people, like we hear them, we get them, like even even what I did at the beginning of the episode with the what your interests are, who you be with, whatever, whatever. We get that. We understand the reference yeah. to that. You do that a lot in your work. And that's something that I feel is. In romance, I feel like the like our audience has developed over time mm-hmm. to a place that appreciates that, even though there are, you know, we've seen it on the internet where where not everybody appreciates Mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. But um, the landscape has changed, you know, just in all these different ways. The landscape has changed. Um, So from the time you wrote and published your first book until now, um, we've kind of seen that shift, right? We've seen indies garner more respect. more Mm indie-focused events. We've seen more people kind of joining that pool as an author, more people branching out, giving it a shot, whatever. What are some trends that make you feel, I guess, more optimistic about the landscape and more optimistic about, or not necessarily more optimistic, but just optimistic, period, about where, uh, about the trajectory of Black indies?
1: Wow, that's a loaded question. Um, <laughs> I mean, honestly, it's just the the expansion of the audience, right? Um, and when I say expansion of the audience, I don't necessarily mean like expansion beyond the confines of mm-hmm. Black people reading Black indies. But I mean that there are um, quite a lot of uh, people who hold on to their faves. And what I'm seeing a lot is now people being willing to give other authors a shot or a chance. Um, and mm-hmm. a lot of it is based on, like, proximity, right? So, um, I mean, <laughs> I'm a beneficiary of it, <laughs> like, dead ass. Like, you know, because other people help put my name out there, that helped people see me, and then they're like, oh, okay, yeah, you know, we might fucking go. Um, but, uh, now I feel like we've reached a level where you don't always necessarily need mm-hmm. that cosign from a larger name in order for somebody to take a shot on you or take a chance on you. Um, so I do like that, uh, expansion, um, a whole lot just because it gives a lot of people, um, the opportunity for voices to be heard, different stories to be told, Um, And despite the fact that there are seriously only seven ways to tell a story, um, the ways in which people do them, however, vary greatly. So um, I do like that. I um, think that that is all. Um, (laughs) I don't know anything else that I can really call to mind readily um, that has changed in the I'm still um, a toddler in this. So I think I'm coming up on year four. Yeah, I think July will be year four for me. So, you know, I barely got my teeth and know how to say words. They got L's in them at this point. So
0: <laughs> Okay, but, but with that said, though, you've, you've been in this for four years. What are some things that have changed that you don't like? What are some trends that you... You know, that have developed over these four years that you wish you saw less of.
1: Um, monkey see monkey do. Mm-hmm. I don't like a lot of the um sort of homogeny I'm seeing in in indie black romance. Mm-hmm. There like I'm trying to find a way to say this that does not sound like I'm being a jerk. <laughs> <laughs> but um i feel like there's a lot of derivative stuff that is um pro- cropping up with the expansion mm-hmm. um which is sort of like the downside right because like the upside is yay there's more authors to read there's more stuff to consume let's get it let's go but then if the items to consume all start being the exact same then do we really have more to consume or Are we just giving our money to four different people who are all writing the same Mm -hmm. thing? Um, And so I don't, I'm just not a fan of that and it's not always apparent Mm -hmm. initially. And I think that um, people give way to trends and they see what's hot and they see what pops for one person. So they say, oh, well, let me go ahead and do that because it popped for her Mm -hmm. or him or whatever um and so that's 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 one thing i don't like just bring some of the original okay, i have movie.
0: a i have a i i have a question about that though yeah do you feel like some of the responsibility for that falls on the reader as well because it's one thing you know for the for the author to see See that someone else did X. And so they're like, oh, people really like X. So I'm going to do X. Like, okay, maybe that's not, you know, maybe we shouldn't be doing that. Maybe we should be doing X squared or X, (laughs) you know, whatever. Like, yes, do X. Write your friends to lovers, but put your own spin on it. But at the same time, you have just like you mentioned in the, in, in the earlier question about how, okay, well I like CCJ. And so all I want to read is CCJ. And if it's not CCJ, then I ain't trying to hear it. It ain't coming with that Mm -hmm. CCJ. I don't, I don't, I don't want nothing to do with it. Um, and so then you have authors who maybe they were trying to do something different, but what they heard from readers was, man, this wasn't this, or this wasn't that, and this wasn't this over here, so this isn't what I like, and this isn't what I want. Do you feel like the reader has a certain responsibility to have an open mind, and maybe if the reader was more open-minded, it would give the author room to not be so homogenous?
1: So I think it's a, um, a sort of like double-edged sword, right? There's a mm-hmm. shared responsibility there. Um, I think that, um, yes, the reader does carry some of the burden, um, because like you said, if you don't expand your mind, right? So if you think everybody should write this thing this way, mm-hmm. and that's the only way you're going to read it, because this is the only thing I like, um, that absolutely breeds the homogeny. But I also think that Um, what a lot of writers need to recognize is that not every reader is your audience. Mm. And that simple fact, right? So um, knowing what you're writing and who you're writing it for sort of helps you recalibrate every time, right? Mm -hmm. So you don't fall into that whole thing of, oh, you know, I think that, um, I always say that, you know, it's mine until I give it to the world and then it's y'all's. Mm-hmm. So at some point you have to separate yourself from what you think reader reactions are going to be while you're composing it and just write it. Mm-hmm. Because you'll be surprised um, at what people embrace, at what people really glom on at what people um, say they want. But then if you give them something that's not necessarily that. And honestly, all it takes is one Avid reader to read that thing and be like, "Oh shit, this is different." Mm-hmm. Like I never even thought that I would read something like this, but boom! And that's that happens a lot. So I'm I'm nosy, so I'll be all in the internet streets, <laughs> and I see this happens so often. Where, um, and I'll um, use Alexandria House's group as a prime example mm-hmm. of this. So in House's group. Um, people will post, you know, hey, I'm looking for a new read, you know, yada, yada, yada. Or, hey, I just picked up this book on a whim. Has anybody else read it? Mm-hmm. Right? And so you get those conversations happening. And what happens in the comments undoubtedly every time is that there's at least three to five people who either have not read the thing. And because they see the conversation going on between the people who have read it, they're like, oh, I want to get into mm-hmm. this. or people who have read the thing and they're like, yo, if you haven't read the thing, you need to get into it for X, Y, Z, one, two, three, mm-hmm. lessons, right? So I think that, um, I forgot where I was going with this. But, <laughs> 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 but my point, like my overall overarching point is that, you know, shared responsibility, absolutely. However, I think that in order for you Um, to be grounded in who you are as a writer and hell, who you are as a person, you need to have a clear vision of what you want to be to this landscape. Um, And honestly, I mean, it's not easy. It's not fast. Mm -hmm. It's not overnight. It's not, I'm four years into this thing and I'm still not popping how I want to be popping. But if I let that drive what I'm doing, then that leads to me to be like, oh well, you know, what I'm doing ain't good enough. So maybe I should try to be like so and so because that's what pops. And then here I go, falling in line with this trend that probably is about to fade and fizzle real quick because everybody else mm-hmm. been on the wave, as opposed to just being like, fuck it, stay in my lane. I'm sorry, should I be cussing this? It's fine. <laughs> stay it's- in my lane. And um, you know, just keep grinding, keep my focus, keep my eyes on my own frickin' paper. Like mm-hmm. that's another thing that I, I'm going, I in 67 different directions, but I always come back home. <laughs> but that's another thing that I think people um get it twisted with. They they um they get too focused on what's happening over here, what's happening over there, as opposed to just really staying true to what they're doing, stand on your path not worried about what the next man doing, not worried about what this reader or that reader thinks, but just staying true to yourself ultimately, because it always pays off. Like, do you think that, um when Beyonce was wearing House of Darian um, designs, that you know everybody else is like, oh, you know she should wear couture. She's like, no, I'm gonna wear these House of Darian designs yeah. because eventually it's gonna get us to where we want it to be, which is where they want to be. They want to create this line to honor her grandmother or great grandmother. I can't remember if it was Tina's mama or Tina's mama's mama. You know, yeah. to honor that legacy though and be able to put that name on a higher stage. And so I think that. You know, just staying true to your actual purpose and not trying to get caught up in what everybody else is doing um, honestly helps just eliminate a lot of the homogeny that I'm seeing. Because you don't have to be so-and-so junior. Like, being yourself is just good enough. Writing what you want to write is just good enough. Writing the characters you like, writing the men that you like, whatever. Like, all of that is just good enough. And if you work hard and you grind and you motherfucking stay true to that, like there's no reason why you won't eventually pop at some point.
0: Absolutely. I mean, I, I'm, I. You, you guys can't see me, but I'm. <laughs> as, as Nicole is talking, I'm just nodding and nodding and nodding along with it because I absolutely agree with everything that she's saying. But there, there, there's a but. It's a but. It's, it's easier said than done. It's easier said than done. I still have my moment. That's where, that's exactly where I'm going. (laughs) (laughs) That's exactly where I'm going because it's logically and even emotionally, you can understand this thing Mm -hmm. and you can know that this thing is true and you can really believe it, but there is still that part of you that still kind of goes, well, Readers really, really like friends to lovers tropes. Like they're really, really feeling that right now. So I should probably write a friends to lovers trope too. So even though we understand and we know that it's best to write what, it's best to to write the characters that that, that want to be rich. Um, (laughs) Have you ever found yourself adjusting and manipulating what you're doing in order to vibe with what it seems like the readers expect from you um, on like just in a certain element of your writing. Um, And if you did, how did that work out for you? Like did it, did it, did you get what you wanted or did you end up feeling like, you know what, I knew better?
1: Um, you know what's crazy is that I don't think that I've actually done that. You could probably speak better than that. <laughs> not good my memory is trash. But I'm trying to think, is there an instance that I really just like gave in and said, fuck it, I'll do what they want. Um and I I don't. I came close. Um, at one point, I lied and told people that there was going to be a sequel to something that they really wanted a sequel to. Um, and I even started writing it, but then I was like, ooh, ooh, better not. Like, I just, <laughs> I, I, I don't know, man. Like, I, I think about it a lot, right? I think about just being like, oh, you know, this thing really is really something that people want, so maybe I should just figure out a way to do it, right? Like, Because I don't think that, um, okay, hubris alert, hubris alert. I don't think that there's (laughs) anything that I can't write well. Um, And so, uh, you know, I'll be like, oh, you know, people want this thing. I should write this thing. And every time I set myself up to try to do that, it don't never work out the way I want it to be. <laughs> like, undoubtedly, like, either I will get completely stopped up and it just won't happen um, or I'll, like, can't even get started on it. Like, mm-hmm. it just won't even, it won't come. Um, you know, I'm really trying to think, like, I'm thinking about everything that I've written so far. Um And I don't even know why I'm sitting up here trying to think because, girl, I don't I don't even know what the last thing I released was.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, just the fact that you're having a hard time, you know, even even thinking of it is a testament is a testimony in and of itself. The fact that you have been able to to navigate that and instead of giving into that pressure, remaining true to what to what you wanted your work to be.
1: I fight with myself about that all the time. Mm-hmm. I, I was literally up at like three o'clock in the morning last night fighting with myself about this because right now I'm not writing two books, as you know, <laughs> 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 but there's this third idea um, that's in my brain and it won't go away and I don't want to write it. Um, and the reason why I don't want to write it is because it uh, I've given too much energy to the subject matter that would frame Mm -hmm. the story already. Um, It's been in two projects and I feel like that was too (laughs) tiny. And so, (laughs) but I'm I'm like fighting with myself because I'm like, okay, this, like this is a really good viable idea, but also I don't want to be known as Mm -hmm. the blank writer. And so um, it's it's not easy. It's not simple. It's not um, something that I just, automatically can do and always feel uh-huh. safe and secure in. Um, but I just, my stubborn little brain just be like, okay, girl, like <laughs> you think this is what you want? No, actually it ain't sis. And I don't know why you thought it was. So. I ain't going to be able to do it. <laughs> I ain't going to be able to do it. Sis, not at all. Just, I, I, and sometimes I just wish I can push past it and just like throw some shit together and, <laughs> put it out, and that sounds <laughs> terrible to say. But no, no, but, no. And what? Ugh, I'm about to go on a rant, but whatever. So, you know, <laughs> honestly, I kind of feel like sometimes that's what people think I do, right? They think, mm-hmm. oh, she just threw this thing together and put it out. And it's like, nah, bruh, like, there is a method to my madness. There's always a lot of back and forth with whatever I write. There's always some hand-wringing and some oh, I don't know, this don't feel, this ain't it, yada, yada, yada. I was just talking about um, uh, fucking fall in love earlier mm-hmm. with uh, Portia. And she was saying, you know, I really enjoyed that. Um, And I go back and reread it a lot because it's just a really relatable story. I really like it, yada, yada, yada. And I told her, I was like, yo, what's wild is that the idea for that story was two years in the making before I actually mm-hmm. got to it. Um, and I went back and forth about whether or not I would do it uh, for reasons that people in the world don't need to know. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, um, yeah, man, it's just my little brain. She don't be one to cooperate with me all the time. So I guess that's why I can't be a trend hopper. <laughs>
0: I don't know. I mean, if, 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 if don't nobody else feel you on that, you know, I feel you on that. You're the, the, the muse or whatever, whatever people want to refer to it as like, it's really not to be, it's really not to be taken lightly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like if, if, if that's where Like if that's where your brain or the muse or the inspiration or (laughs) whatever it is, if that's where it wants to go, that's where it wants to go. And so with that said, do you feel like do you feel like you've been led? What's the opposite of astray? (laughs) (laughs)
1: Like
0: are you like do you feel like your muse has not led you astray in a way that, you know, you have this one certain project or series or whatever, where you feel like, like, okay, y'all, the readers, get me. Like y'all connected with these characters. Y'all understood exactly what I was trying to say. Y'all, you know, like, like, all right, brain, they really felt us on this one. Like this,
1: this, this was the one.
0: (laughs) Do you have a project that you feel like
1: that about? One literal project out of twenty three <laughs> I think we're at right now. One literal project. And it literally took three and a half years for people to feel me like I needed them to feel me. And it's actually the restart. Um that is one book that <sighs> first of all, it wasn't even supposed to happen how it happened. <laughs> <laughs> um but then a very a, a very tragic thing happened and uh through tragedy inspiration struck mm-hmm. and then that book got wholly reshaped into something that I didn't even know that it needed to be but um it ended up i mean i think it's good <laughs> so, it absolutely but, is <laughs> um but the way that readers embraced that book over A lot of other things that I've written that I think are better than that book (laughs) um, is interesting. Um, Yeah, I'm just going to say interesting because that is the catch-all word that could mean any sundry (laughs) of things. I appreciate that people felt me on that one though. Um, it uh, It was not hard to write. Um, but it was a little difficult at Mm -hmm. times. Um, but I mean, you know, the people felt it. So
0: what trajectory do you want your future work to take? Like, do you feel like, okay, that book, uh, the restart, um, do you feel like that book, like, okay, this is what I want the rest of my work to feel like moving forward? Or do you have another project you know that for you even though it didn't seem like readers really connected it connected with it as much this is what i want the things that i write to look like and this is what i want the things that i write to make people feel like do you have a certain vision for for what you want your work to be moving forward
1: oh that's a very good question wow um because I, I honestly do not have an answer for that. Um, I mean, off the cuff, I could bullshit you, right, and say, "Oh, you know, <laughs> I want my writing to reflect the complexity of strong black women and how that intersects with letting oneself be vulnerable to let a man in and yada 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 bullshit." Right? Like, because that sounds good, right? To say shit like that, it all—it oh, it sounds good. It really sounds good. Um, but to be honest, I don't think I necessarily have a framework or a structure that I think that the course of my career will um, travel as far as my mm-hmm. like, content. Um, I do, I do, mm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to figure out a way to say this. Um, I do not think that the restart should be reflective of uh, works in the future. Um, it's a it's a good book. It's a really good book. But I think that I can do more, um, and I can expand and go higher and 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 really delve into um, I don't know, man. Like the psyche of the black woman, to sound like esoteric <laughs> and shit or whatever. But I just think that. We, uh, I, I write romance, right? And the love story is the central focus. So um, with that being said, a lot of people tend to think that the hero needs to get as Mm -hmm. much shine as the heroine um, does. And yes, but also no, Um, particularly because, my base or my audience is Black women. And through my work, I would like for them to be able to see themselves. And when I say that one should be able to see themselves, I don't mean it in the willy-nilly representation, I'm every woman type way. But I think that it's important to show us in different ways Um, that are not always necessarily the best or the most austere or even the most like emotionally mature. Like sometimes, you know, maturity has nothing to do with age. It has everything to Mm -hmm. do with a person's sort of internal makeup. And so when I am like trying to, you know, construct a character or figure out what's going on in their head and everything, I don't want to create these people who don't seem real or who don't or who seem like too perfect or whatever. Um, Like I want them to be a little funky. I want their flaws to show and I want it to be okay for them to be flawed. Um, That's part one. And part two for judgment not to be passed um, on these flawed individuals via the consumers because they act in ways in which they would not. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that, What happens a lot of the time is that when uh, we read books, and I say we because I'm including myself in this, we tend to project onto the page Mm -hmm. um, our own personal feelings and ideals and all of that shit. Um, And when you do that, you sort of take away from the author's intent, their autonomy to tell the story in the ways that they choose to, because you are instead focused on how the things don't make sense for you Mm in your situation when it in all honesty does not have a solitary thing to do with you. Um, And as the innocent bystander, who's literally just peeking through the windows of these fictional characters. um, I think that it's important to, to sort of let go of a lot of the shit that we hold onto that we think Um, makes a person a good person or Mm -hmm. makes someone attractive or makes someone worthy of this thing or that thing. Because in all honesty, we give way more grace to people in real life who do us dirt um, Mm. than we do to characters who are Mm. just (laughs) in a tale. And I think that it's interesting. And were I not in a heap of depth Already, I would actually love to go back to school to sort of study why people have the sort of psychological reactions that they do to um, characters within our sector, particularly, Mm -hmm. because I don't see this happening on a broader scale. But I definitely see it happening a lot in our microcosm. But you know, I like I said, girl, I just unless somebody wouldn't pay for me to go say <laughs> that. <laughs> but it's 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 something that I find interesting. And so I I feel almost personally charged with circumventing writing these picture perfect people and letting them be trash sometimes because in real life sometimes they're trash and always remembering that it is called garbage can, not garbage cannot.
0: (laughs) Okay. So, okay, with that said, like not writing the, you know, the these, these picture perfect Pollyanna type of characters who always make exactly the right decision and always do exactly the right thing and have the proper reaction and all of that have any of your characters ever shifted your like your personal perspective on something like through developing them and doing the research into these certain things that that make them who they are whether that's their profession or some type of physical or health ailment or something like that that they have has have you ever gotten your mind blown through simply or i mean getting your mind blown. That's being real dramatic about it. (laughs) But just through, you know, the process of learning a character and getting to know them and telling their story. Have you ever had your own, like your own perspective shifted because of that?
1: I think most often it does. So in real life, I'm a heartless bitch who doesn't give people second chances. (laughs) Um, Like no, what I'm talking about like man, woman okay, relationships. Okay. Unfortunately, I let platonic relationships people drink, <laughs> but I cut like it is in the words of a great philosopher named <laughs> K. Camp. It ain't nothing to cut <laughs> that bitch off, um, and I, I'd like that's my motto. But obviously, you can't have that happen in a romance because how would anybody ever find a happily ever after? Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that. Um, like thinking of one character in particular, so I'm thinking of Selena from *Smith*. Mm-hmm. She is quite literally the exact opposite of me. Like she got disnogged, but she was still like in a tender place, but she was also in a place that she allowed herself to be vulnerable to let somebody else back in. Me. <laughs> <laughs> But it like in writing her, I kept wanting to make her do the hard left, like do the things that I would do mm-hmm. like, girl, no da, 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 da. and in writing her in subsequent um characters, I had to really just like take a step back and be like, okay, you know what, maybe your way isn't the right way, and all of your exes aren't really good. <laughs> um, but it's it's I definitely think that um when it comes to Sort of letting people have their redemption and come back. Uh, uh, my characters have taught me lots of things. Don't know that I will follow them, but they've taught me lots of things.
0: Let's say that you want to write something that's completely different from all your other stuff, but still like, definitely looks like Nicole Falls' work. What would that look like? Like what type of elements would it have? What give us give us like a ballpark, I guess?
1: <laughs> yeah, so i I have a couple ideas that are not contemporary. Um, one is suspense adjacent. Mm-hmm. Um, I just can't wrap my head around it, but I love to watch things that contain those elements. Like I will sit up and watch a full day of like crime dramas and shit like that. So um, I just can't wrap my right. head around being the one to make the story happen in a way that would not be predictable, um, but also would not be cheesy or hokey. So I had a an idea, it needs a lot of work, but it'll come, it'll come along. I think, uh, Okay, I want to write um, a historical, mm-hmm. but not a historical. So, like, I want to write some shit like say set in like the late nineteen eighties or early nineteen nineties. Um, and I want to do that because I have an idea mm-hmm. that I'm not going to go into a lot of detail about, but it, um sort of it's it's a personal thing for me. Um and it touches on subject matter that was very or actually is still very um tender for our community in particular and it it's it's kind of social justicey, it's kinda I don't know man, hotepy, like <laughs> but it tackles um, it tackles uh, a subject matter like I said that's something that's really personal to me um, something that I have witnessed in my life several times over um, but I haven't really gotten the framework for um, how it would be a romance so (laughs) uh, that idea will probably sit on ice for the next 10 years until I can figure it out Um, but yeah, so I think um branching off into different subgenres will kind of be my next thing. Um, mm-hmm. Don't look for that in no time soon because it's fun and contemporary. So <laughs> I am enjoying myself. you know, feet is in the pool, and these ankles is cool. Um, <laughs> but i i do I do want to, though, seriously, um expanded to a few different subgenres. Um I ain't writing no shifters though. Y'all can that <laughs> No bear y'all wars. Find it. Um yeah, no werebears, bears, no niggas who turn to a unicorn. <laughs> the horn, like none of that. <laughs> that range I do not have, but I might want to, you know, dip my two in a toe in a couple of the ponds. Okay. Okay.
0: So Last question it is probably not a great question to end on, but hey, I'm nothing of not willing to mess something up. Okay, so I'm, I'm going to paint a scenario for you. You are on social media. You're minding your business while you're supposed to be writing, and suddenly you see Nicole Falls. You go to it, and you're not. It's, nobody has tagged you. You just see it. You go to it and it is somebody just completely trashing you and your work. It's just, it's, I hate Nicole Falls city over there. Not necessarily Nicole Falls, the person, but the work. How do you react to that? And again, you're not tagged in it. You're not tagged Mm -hmm. in it. They did not, Mm -hmm. they're not talking to you. You just happen across it. What is your reaction to that?
1: I will pick up my little phone and navigate over to this app. It's called Groupman. It's a lovely app. And I will be like, beesh. And then I will copy and paste what I saw. (laughs) And then I would go on a profanity laced rant um, from anywhere between three and eight minutes, it's normally my threshold. Um, And I uh, knew me would not say anything to the person. Mm-hmm. New me <laughs> would not say anything to the person. The Nicole who understands the importance of protecting the brand would not say anything to the person. Old me, okay. however.
0: Wait though, wait though, wait though, because I was going to ask, because the follow-up to that was going to be, how would your reaction be different if they did tag you?
1: if they did tag me, um, it would be the same actually, because now we protect the brand. However, Mm -hmm. this question had been asked three months ago. (laughs) 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 I'ma just keep it a buck. Like I'ma keep it super funky. I had an interaction with um, a person who followed me. Um, I am not quite sure what she was within the ecosystem. so I uh, so on Twitter, I say a lot of shit, and it gets picked up by people, and then followers come after mm-hmm. these people share my stuff. Um sometimes these followers are in the in crowd, um meaning that they look like us, aka, black, but sometimes mm-hmm. these people are not. And so I had this interaction that happened where I was not tagged directly. Mm -hmm. I was quoted in a thread Mm -hmm. because I had a moment where I saw a review and I genuinely thought it was funny that the person was ripping me to shreds because the things that they were taking me to task for, I was like, oh girl, Mm -hmm. okay. Um, And so I posted a snippet of that review and I was just like, oh my God, I'm laughing so hard at this, whatever, whatever. Well, this other person who followed me, who I don't even know where the hell she came from, but she saw that. She tagged me in this. She didn't tag me, but she quoted my tweet in this entire thread or whatever. So I see the quote tweet, and I'm like, okay, well, let me go be nosy and see what I'm being quoted in. Mm -hmm. So I go look at the thread, and she's essentially like, authors don't have a right to publicly address reviews. I get so tired of seeing authors do this shit. And she Mm -hmm. has me in a thread with like three or different three or four different authors. So, um, old me was like, hey, sis, what's tea? Um, because I don't understand what we're doing here. Mm-hmm. Like, I wasn't dragging this person. I didn't say that they didn't have the right to have their opinion. I didn't say anything negative or disparaging. The one thing that I did do, um, which I'll totally own up to, is that I did not hide the name of the review. Mm-hmm. However, At the time, 12 and a half people followed me. So I didn't really think that it would incite any mass riots where people would go storm this person's Amazon account Mm -hmm. and be like, you don't know, Nicole, get out of here. Like, whatever. So whatever. Fine. I didn't anonymize the review. Okay. Take my lumps on that. Whatever. But what I didn't like was her characterizing me as a person who persistently does this Mm -hmm. because that was the framing of her thread every time I log on to Twitter, these authors are complaining about reviews. Look at all this evidence I have here that shows that authors are always complaining about how people consume their work, mm-hmm. which, A, bitch, you don't even know me, so why would you even think that you have the right to say that I'm this person who does this consistently right. when I can probably call to mind two times that I've done the shit right. in the four years that I've been writing. That's part one. Part two, bitch, who are you? Like, What gives you the right to think that you can tell me how I process? It's really, you know, like, there's this thing (laughs) and it burns my grips. And, you know, we talk about this. Like, I talk about this with you all the time. That I hate the fact that we can't ever have a reaction to the reaction. We just have to take that. Right. Mm -hmm. Can't ever just. Mm in some instances, I get it, right? Because no one is above critique. No one is mm-hmm. above reproach. holy understand but that. If
0: we, but if we say nobody is above critique and ain't nobody above reproach, why can't I critique your critique? It goes
1: both ways. That's my entire point, right? <laughs> That's my entire point. If no one is above reproach and we're all adults here and we are having a conversation because unlike a lot of people, I actually thrive in conflict because I think that mm-hmm. ultimately we can always talk through the coconut to get to the other side. So mm-hmm. I don't do subliminals. I don't do uh, passive aggression. I don't do none of that shit really well. And so if you're mm-hmm. going to lump me in a situation or you got some shit to say about me, sis, just bring it to me. My email address is falls at gmail.com because what I know how to do is take in critiques, process it, realize what is actually a valid critique and what is just someone being nitpicky about something that they wanted that they didn't get and mm-hmm. being able to adapt as such. Um, and so I I no longer allow people, my dad says this all the time, don't let nobody live in your hair rent free. And I think mm-hmm. that's the thing that I've had to adopt so much like whether or not somebody is praising me or whether or not somebody is slandering me, I don't give people more space than they need to hold in my mm-hmm. brain. Um, and so to go back to the question that you did ask, <laughs> if you know, if whether or not I was tagged in it and somebody called themselves, quote unquote, dragging me. I'm just like, OK, sis, I'm going to give myself this moment to be angry about how wrong you are. I'm not going to do it in public because, quite frankly, you don't deserve that platform mm-hmm. because the thing that happens on social media and the people love it. And I say the people, but I mean, <laughs> right. I love being able to click back through some shit to see how the argument generated. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, girl, where happened? Who said what? Because you, we're knowing yeah. like it's human nature. You always want to know where to mess at, how the mess yeah. happened, how did it unfold? but. For me, I don't find it productive in any way to give anybody too much power Mm -hmm. that they don't necessarily deserve. I like to give space to the voices that I need to be heard, but I don't like to give people what they're seeking when they're trying to draw Mm -hmm. negative shit out of me. It's way, it's way, it's super easy to get mad it's super easy to turn into super bitch mode. Like it is, it's second nature (laughs) for me. Like it's no problem for, oh, you want to get in the mud? Cause baby, let me tell you, Michelle Obama talking about when they go low, we go high. No sis, I can go to the pits of hell if that's how you want to do it. But in all honesty, it just does not serve me at this point in my life. I'm old as hell. I ain't got time to be going back and forth with people over some petty shit. That in the grand scheme of things don't even matter. So, um, yeah, I just like I, I'm at the point in my life where I really feel like there are no limits and mm-hmm. nobody can stop me from doing shit. And I really wish that a lot more people would get to that point, um, because I think that there would be a lot of useless chatter and noise that doesn't need to be around it would be eliminated if people honestly just believed in themselves a bit more and stepped out on faith and tried to be what they want to see, as opposed to trying to make everyone else be Mm. what they think they need to see
0: you. Anything else you want to say? Anything you want the
1: people to know? Yeah. So a few things, right? (laughs) First, I want the people to know that OJ did do it. In fact, (laughs) Um, that's, we just have to, Hey guys, we just have to come together and say, you know, he did. Um, the, the second thing is that um, in your introduction, you said that um, you, know, you created this, right? Because you guys want to pl- provide a platform in which the light is shown upon us who put black love at center stage. And I am such a huge fan <laughs> of the work that mm-hmm. Girl Have You Read does, uh, right? Because y'all, I mean, I, I, I pr- probably said this to you or Alexandra like 1 million and two times, um, but I think that it's important to keep impressing upon the fact that, you know, when it comes to mainstream media, there are only four romance writers that exist in the entire mm-hmm. world um, that are black, um, only four of them. And those four get called up every time whenever it's some um, shit going down and <laughs> the race wars are happening over there in Landia. Those four get called up. It's like, you know, niggas getting called up from the G League to the Major League. Um, you know, they get called up and it's cool. You know, they deserve their shine. They deserve their space. Mm-hmm. They've definitely worked um and earn the right to be the people that are called on mm-hmm. for those sorts of things but what i love about you guys' platform over at girl have you read is that there is no hierarchy of mm-hmm. anything you guys don't have this sort of oh we would like to you know portray Black Romance, Black on Black Love, yada, yada, yada. And these are who are our standard bearers for what stories deserve to be the mm-hmm. ones that are spotlighted. You guys provide equal opportunity for every writer who is writing Negro Nose Romance to come over, grab an audience, mm-hmm. get a spotlight, get some shine. Y'all, like, I do people know that, the new release joint is a manual <laughs> process. Like, don't nobody submit that shit. Like, combing through the damn Amazon streets to construct this. And then- Shout out to mm, Ali. Okay, I'm not gonna <laughs> say that part. Uh, shout out to Alexandra International, Al, yes. Um, you know, that, that right there, right? It's all, it, it always is us. It always has to be us. Who make sure that we are well taken care of? Nobody else gives a fuck about Black women, but other Black women. And actually, I'm gonna say capital B Black women, and not those lowercase hoes, <laughs> because y'all know the difference. And if you don't know, my email address is awesomenicolefall <laughs> of at gmail and I'll write you a dissertation about it. Um, but I just, it just warms my heart and soul and spirit, right, to know that I don't need to seek out Mm -hmm. anybody else. I have a home and that house is bomb. And like I said, I just, I I honestly cannot say enough good things about Girl, you read Enterprises, LLC, (laughs) uh, Missionary, Baptist, (laughs) <laughs> Honey and the Rock, um, <laughs> but honestly, it, it it I don't feel like guys real guys. I don't feel like um, the Black indie writer ecosystem utilizes the services that you provide enough, oh. uh, and I think that they're doing themselves a disservice by not doing that. And while people are over here crying about not getting support and not seeing the readers that they want to see and not understanding why somebody just can't simply click a like or share a status or whatever it's just like bro do you not realize that there's a whole fucking entity for you to be able to utilize to reach the people that you just can't reach in your direct purview um and it it's maddening to me because you guys do this it's a freaking labor of love. Y'all don't make no money from this mess. Mm-hmm. Y'all probably in the negative from this. Um, but it's it's not something that you guys half ass It's not something that you guys take lightly. It is something that you guys treat with the utmost care and consideration. And honestly and truly, like just from the website to the events and everything, you know, y'all are my y'all are my friends. Uh, so, you know, of course it's nice because you know, hey, my friends do dope things. That's great. But even if y'all wasn't my friends, right? Even if I didn't know y'all from a can of paint in the wall, I'm brand new author. I just want to release my first book today. People come in, they submit the stuff. Y'all like, oh, hey, girl, yeah, we got you. We set this up for you. Yeah, girl. What you need? Okay, you want to do a spotlight? Cool. You got a new release? Cool. Thank you for letting us know. It might not have hit our radar, but thank you for yeah. putting us on. Like nobody else is doing it. Nobody else is catering to us. Nobody else is coming to see us. Oh, this like <laughs> honestly, nobody else is doing this for us. And I just it 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 boggles my mind to see black women chasing after. White mediocrity for recognition instead of realizing what we already got homegrown and understanding that that is beyond more than enough um, to satisfy oneself. So I know I just went on a whole. I'm just taking it all uh, in. (laughs) But I just honestly like I just I just need people to know, man, that this shit ain't this. This is not no. What am I trying to say? Like this ain't this ain't no exclusive, like, oh, you gotta be down with X, Y, Z, one, two, three, to be in this club. Like, this is here for everybody to take advantage. So long as black love is When I say black love, I mean one Afro-American, <laughs> as they used to say in 1970, and one other Afro-American. Or maybe one Afro-American and one African. Or Maybe one Afro American and one Afro Latine. Oh, you know what I'm saying? The Afro. You know, black
0: the Afro. on black. black <laughs> you who, know? who called it Black on Black Love? Was <laughs> that me? Yeah, that was you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, man. But, like, I just, I need people to know that, and I need people to understand. I need people to be secure enough in knowing that it is more than enough. It is more, y'all just, uh, people don't understand. (laughs) And it it frustrates me. It frustrates me because I'm just like, so y'all really over here giving, you know, Sally Boom Boom with her little podcast that got all these Lily White listeners, y'all giving her like this notoriety and this whatever, whatever. But ain't nobody in that audience trying to connect with you. Ain't nobody in that audience trying to, Really fuck with you because, well, you know what? All right, just go ahead and truncate that. I, I was about to say some shit that I was about to revert back into the old me. Wow, <laughs> you be about some stuff. Um, yeah, that's it.
0: <laughs> All right, thank you so much, Nicole Falls, for joining us for as our first author interview for this new uh derivative <laughs> of the girl have you read podcast um you are a gem to this community if i may take a moment to <laughs> to lavish some love um your energy and just your you know your focus and your drive and your i can't i the, the word is just like right there on my peripheral but I can't <laughs> grab it but just know that your presence your voice all of that is absolutely appreciated and valued in this black literary community and again thank you for joining me today for this conversation
1: absolutely thank you for having me you know I love you in the mouth <laughs> <laughs>